Anthony on Air podcast back once again for another episode where we're talking about Macaulay Culkin's new baby. Sylvester Stallone, BLM, Usher, Matt Gates, the QAnon documentary on HBO. I'll do a full review. Janine will do a half review. Frank will listen. <laughs> I have not seen it. <laughs> and uh, Shameless Ended will get uh, will get a, a full review from JSABs on that. So we'll end review strong. Here's a review for Hero Soap Company. Best soap I've ever had. Link in the description below. Order some up for yourself if you can. Uh, it does go and support the podcast. Frank McCauley Culkin has a baby. Baby McCauley just... Oh, the, the Home Alone jokes write themselves. I'm not even going to go down that well. Well, Macaulay Culkin and Brenda Song. Is that his wife or his girlfriend? I don't know. They had a baby together. Didn't uh, even but, know they were... They, yeah. No, you know, that he was with someone. I know. The couple secretly welcomed their first child together this month, a son named Dakota Song Culkin, named after Culkin's late sister. His sister died in a car accident. Dakota, that's a good name. But it's a beautiful baby boy named Dakota. The couple is said to have left the baby alone in the nursing uh, unit. <laughs> See, I, I started off by saying, I, did I ruin your whole thing? No, it's okay. All right. It's fine. <laughs> Where do I know this girl from? Oh, I think she was in the social network. Oh, yeah? I think so. Wasn't she? Didn't she play one she, of the girlfriends? Wife. I'm going to say did, maybe. Right? That's her? Okay. That's unbelievable. So are they married or is it, is, are they just a boyfriend and girlfriend? Uh, I, I'm, I'm the couple. They keep saying the couple. Is marriage important yeah. anymore, Frank? Does it matter? Are we old-fashioned for being Should married? I should I not ask questions? I want not to, to each other, by the way. We both have wives. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's fine if that's who you are. Yeah. Just want to... My father's gay. <laughs> that episode stands the test of time, by the way. We're doing Seinfeld references. Most of them do. That like, still there's a handful. Yeah. There's a handful that's like... Eh, but, yeah. I could still watch any episode today. But how, much, how much is it a mind F that... Macaulay Culkin, who I feel like in our minds is still that adorable eight-year-old kid every Christmas, we just see the eight-year-old kid again, now has a kid of his own. He's, what, 40-something? Oh, it 40, hurts. 40, 41? Every time Macaulay Culkin hits a milestone, I get another ache. Yeah, my back goes out every time. Yeah, it's weird how that it's happens. terrible. But, say lovey. I mean, what, what, what was that, 1990? I think Home Alone was. Have you seen this meme that's circulating around that's... Probably. It's from now to 1991 is 30 years, which right. in 1991, it was 30 years to like 1961. 61. It's the same amount of time. And doesn't that feel to you like time is broken? Like it doesn't make... It, I can't com compute. Well, it's because we didn't exist and you know before that you know it's it's hard to think about because oh we weren't God. around it's so weird though but i remember like you remember in the 90s and people would talk about the 60s and you were like that was a forever lifetime ago didn't and, even yeah who thinks about the 60s it's like yeah yeah and now no, it's weird 
And now this is the same distance of time. And you're like, but that was five minutes ago. How does that make any sense? It's weird. All, all the stuff our parents were talking about when we were, when we were nine years old, 10 years old. Yeah. The, you know, they were, they were our age and it was like, you know, they were talking about when they were kids. We were like, that's ancient cares about this so much to be fair though. I feel like technology-wise, the distance between this 1961 and 91, I feel like technology took a huge leap there. Massive. And then from 91 to now, leap, but steady and not so crazy. Is that is that fair to say? Well, well I, I mean, yeah. internet is the big thing. The internet, yeah, and the internet changed everything. I know. But also, I, I, I was going to say the same thing you said, only with, like, um, culture. And, like, if you look at it, like, the, in this, like between, the six, between the 60s and the 90s, look how much changed culturally. Like, music completely changed. Rock and roll. And well, then... What I, yeah, what I always thought was fascinating is every decade has its own musical signature... It's on fashion. Right. But once you get to 2000. It doesn't. That, it doesn't right. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that weird? 2010. What's the music trend for that era? But think about it. to now. What's the music? I don't. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. But think about it. We went from the Beatles. Actually, 61. We went from like Bill Haley and the Comets to the Beatles to Nirvana. And there was a massive evolution. Like in between there is like huge. Whereas, like you just said, from from ninety one to now, I mean, pop took over in ninety six, and it hasn't let go. It it's just just been pop since. It's then. just even it rock pop, hip hop pop, like it's all it rap. It's all pop. It's just all kind of pop. Yeah, I feel like we've hit a wall when it comes to inventing new genres of music. Every every decade there was a new genre, and then we just we just stopped. Kind of kind of the nineties rock where they started calling it alternative. That was really the last time we kind of invented a, a genre, like a genre well, came out. Uh, yeah, I guess so because pop pop music was always pop music, but I guess it just surged ahead in the late nineties. You always had rap. You always had reggae. You you know what I'm saying? Oh, rap rap wasn't always, rap was around. Came around in what the eighties? The eighties rap came up in the eighties. Yeah, I mean, we didn't always have rap and reggae, but but it came up in that sixty to ninety time period, and then after after that, it was that's it, it was done. Yeah. That sixty to ninety, that was like the golden age of music for a lot. Yeah, and a lot purposes, and a lot changed. Like you know, there were times where it was Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and Bob Dylan at the top with their folk stuff, and then it was disco you know what i'm saying like you could like it's so you know the BG, yeah it's it's completely different that's the thing it's so different and now it's like boy boy bands are even gone i guess not really no they're they're still around they're still around but it's like every four or five years between 60 and 90 there was a drastic shift and change and yeah. like you said from 91 to now like nothing it's all basically kind of been just the same it's the same and just uh, the same yeah the same stuff you got different bands in there sure but the 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 leader has always has been pop for the last 30 yeah 30, 25 years yeah completely i think we, we yeah we, we've run out of genres to genres to invent we need a new instrument like the synthesizer brought us the 80s music yeah before that 
I guess violins were introduced into into disco and stuff. That was weird. Who would have thought violins would do that? But um, and I don't know. It's very strange. We need a new genre. We, yeah. Someone invent a new genre of music, please. We need new time. Time's fine. I'll do it. Broken. God. I do everything around. <laughs> invent something. Well, you know, you keep me coming on the show. I gotta. You give me time to invent my music. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take up three hours of your week. Jesus, that's why. That's why music okay. is stalled. <laughs> this is the creative hour. <laughs> Where all the, my juices are flowing. The audience has no idea what you do the other 23 hours of the day, and neither do I. I have neither no idea I. how you fill your time. It actually angers me sometimes. You could ask my wife. It angers me sometimes how... <laughs> I just want to punch you in the face. <laughs> how much free time you have, and I don't know what you do with it and how you fill it. I really, truly I work. don't. I do things. Do you though? The only the only difference is between you and me is kids. You have kids. That's the only. Mm, I know free you time. get. I know you get paid. Not by kids. I know you get paid from a company. I wouldn't necessarily say you it's, work. It's uh, waste management. Yeah. No, let's, not let's, those guys, by the way, work more than you do. Okay. It's kind of true. Uh, speaking of work, Sylvester Stallone worked awfully hard. His entire life, right? Made all them Rocky movies and such and Rambos and everything. Where's this going? I'd love it if Rambo met Rocky. Can't we work that out at some Ooh. point? Now that we got digital everything, like, why can't those two coexist in the same universe? I have a feeling Rambo would kick Rocky's ass in a second. You think so? No guns, though. No guns. That's fine. Rambo, you just... Does he have his knife? Wait, are we talking about jungle to jungle combat or are we talking about in a boxing ring? Whatever. Both? I mean, is Rambo wearing boxing gloves? Yes. Oh, then I don't know. But he, he, he could probably snap Ram Rocky's neck in a minute. He, all you got to do is catch him. Once once Rambo catches him, it's over. Well, he's all tough with the, with the machine gun and the, the bullets around his chest. You take that all out and put him, get him in boxing gloves. Is he still is. Do you see first blood? Rambo first blood? No machine. He's just the knife. He created booby traps. He's got the bow and arrow. He's, he's I know, but on his own in the woods. Have you he's seen how many tough guys fold with having to box for three minutes straight? Then you get a minute break. Then you're back in for three more minutes. It's not. Right, you got to well, be conditioned. Same thing, same thing if you put, you know, Rocky in the woods with Rambo. What do you want? Who's whose turf are we on here? I want to be in Ram. I want to be in Rocky's turf. I want to be in a boxing well, ring. That seems unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Just put him in a parking lot. No. No gloves, no weapons. Who's who's winning? It's Rambo, I think. You love hand you, to hand. You love Rambo. I just think he he's tougher. He could take on like a hundred people. Do you, you love know, Stallone? One on one. I feel like Stallone doesn't Stallone's get enough great. credit for where I he's at. When you look at how much he's because he wrote Rocky, so he created that cat. Like he doesn't get enough credit for being a writer and a producer. I don't know if he's really directed much. I don't think he really directed. Not sure. He might have snuck in a couple here or there. I feel like maybe one of the Rockies he might have, but maybe don't tell mom the babysitter. Uh, yeah. Not that one. What is it? Stop on my mom will shoot. Yeah, that was yeah. That was a that was a real eighties timepiece. That one. It's classic. But I he's been in a lot of stuff, and uh, you got to give him credit. The guy has made some classic flicks. Yeah, I'm trying to see what he's directed because now I'm curious. But you love where you love Stallone. Where do you put Stallone in your in in? 
you know, all-time actors. He, well, yeah, the whole thing. Um, good question. He's in the top ten, I'd say, in, in, in terms of movies I could watch. He's got a lot of them. Big you know, time. He's made a ton. The Rockies, the Rambo's. Uh, what, what's the one? Um, uh, Demolition Man. Demolition uh, Man. That's a great movie. Okay, I you said know? he may have directed one of the Rockies. He directed like <laughs> almost all of them. Okay, well there you go. He directed two, three, four, and Rocky Balboa, and he also directed Rambo. No, that can't yeah, be right. Go. I don't. What? This was Rambo two thousand and eight. What did he direct there? Like a... There was a uh, a newer Rambo. Yeah, it was just called Rambo. That oh, was that right? Yeah, right. That's right. He directed that too, which wasn't bad. At a certain Gloria, point in his career, he thought, why am I giving somebody else director money when I could just take it? Yeah, I wrote, I, I know what I want this movie to be. I'll just direct it. Yeah, that's kind of hey, you know, you know what I think one of his best roles. I don't even know if it was him, but do you remember that um, brisk know. commercial? <laughs> I was going to say the brisk iced tea commercial. <laughs> hey, you know, get in that rock. <laughs> hey, that's brisk, baby. He has written, he has 31 writing credits. Hey, what is he, 75 or something? He wrote Rocky, one, two, and three. He wrote First Blood, Staying Alive, Rambo, First Blood, Part Two. That's, that's phenomenal. First Blood, He wrote part Staying two. Alive? Yeah. Not the song. The movie with John Travolta. That's the one, not what the movie was called. That You're thinking of Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, but the sequel to that was called Staying Alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I yeah. never knew that. That's that's a weird one. I didn't uh, know that. Uh, Rocky Four, Cobra, Over the Top. That's a great Oh, Over the Top. That's one I haven't arm watched wrestling, in a baby. while. I got, yeah, a movie about arm wrestling. Only Stallone could get that made. That's a that's classic 80s, baby. Cliffhanger, Rocky Five, oh, Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Yeah. There's another great one. John Lithgow. Rocky Balboa. I tell you what, these last few Rockies have been phenomenal. You know, I, I the only the last one I saw, I saw was it Rocky Balboa, and then I saw Creed. I didn't see Creed two. Oh, Creed two is good. It was good, huh? Yeah, I want to see because Dolph Lundgren, the whole uh, so good. Yeah, I gotta see that. Rocky four was great. That was like one of the best. That's probably the best one. Yeah. You know why Creed Two is so good, by the way, because you get you like you you get used to Michael B. Jordan in the first one. So by the time you get into the second one, you already kind of love him. He's established already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Anyway, Stallone's best friends with Trump now. So how do you feel about him now? He's best friends with him. (laughs) I don't know if he's best friends with him. That look on your face. We're gonna replay this. That was out of nowhere. You were just just like out of nowhere. He like, is he really best friends? Is he? <laughs> no. Um, he's joined Mar-a-Lago. Okay. Well. He, uh, let me see here. He recently purchased a home, a mansion, on the north end of Palm Beach. You, I love playing guessing games with you. How much do you think he paid for a north end of Palm Beach mansion? Because I'm an expert in Florida real estate, I'm going to say... By the way, I would have gotten this wrong. Just, I would have gotten this wrong. 20 mil. A little higher. 
27 mil. $35 million. That's a lot of money for a house. That is a lot of money for I'm, a house. I'm picturing the house from Rocky Four. Rocky Four. He had a lot of money, yeah. And the robot that sings Happy Birthday to, to Paulie. Classic. Is that the He's, same robot that was in uh, No. Wall Street? Oh, I don't know. Those are movies were made around the same time. It was like, how do we fit a, a robot in here? It's the future, wonder, and we're getting robots. I wonder where that robot is. And was it a functioning thing? Or was it just some guy in a thing, like, pushing it? They probably had a guy in a suit, yeah. Or they or they scotch-taped a thing onto, like, a little remote-control car or something like that. Because who saw that movie and was like, you know, you, everybody who saw that was like, I need one of those. Yeah, well, that that was the yeah. It was the same thing with Wall Street. It was just like let's put it. Let's they're super rich. Let's put a robot butler. We were obsessed with robot butlers for a little while in this country, right? But this robot, I think Paulie was doing a little bit more with it than letting it surf. Oh drinks. right, didn't it program it? Didn't he program Paulie program the robot to like flirt with him yeah, or something? To sound sound like a woman. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that robot. I have a feeling whatever Paulie did to it voided its warranty. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I, don't know. I was just going to say, if Paulie was real life, he would have not survived the Me Too years. Would no. not have survived. Oh, it's them. a robot. Oh, Rocco, it's a robot. What do you want? <laughs> I don't even know if it would have ended at the robot, my friend. That's the, no, that's no, the no, sad no. part. That's the you sad part. busted. <laughs> Even it he was, was good though in the latter in the latter Rockies. I agree. He was great. Yeah. He was an abusive bastard to his sister in the first couple of Prick, Rockies. But you can't you can't hold that against the actor, you know? No, that's the character, of course. Yeah. Um, so thirty five million dollars buys a home in Palm Beach, which is interesting though, because we talk about Epstein a lot. I would have you'd have you would have thought maybe like him being such a creeper there would have kind of spoiled that area a little bit, but clearly not. Clearly, still a hot spot for everybody. I mean, Palm Beach. How what was it? Thirty-five. Thirty-five million. What are you? What's going on? What is that? Uh, wait. Do you want to guess how? So he joined Mar-a-Lago because I guess you have to live there to be a part of. Mar-a-Lago? I'm sure it's like a residential. You have to. It's like a country club. Yeah, you got to live in the area to join. Oh, you would think sense. that just anybody with a ton of money could do it. Anyway, guess how much new members at Mar-a-Lago have to pay? Just like what what the joining fee is? Uh, one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Wow, you are getting better at guessing. Well, I only got that number from uh, from what Stormy Daniels took in. Oh, was that right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say in the millions. It's two hundred grand, two hundred thousand dollars. To join Mar-a-Lago. And then there's a lot, an annual fee? Yeah, and then you got to pay whatever the annual dues are. I'm sure there's a monthly thing, too. I think you just pay every year for country club. I, I think. I'm not sure. Oh, is that it? Um, yeah, so he was he was spotted at Mar-a-Lago posing with guests. He was doing the Rocky pose. You think that gets annoying after a while? No. Where they're like, come on. No. You know, it's the same thing as, you know, you go to you went to Philadelphia. I went to Philadelphia. You got to run up the steps. Yeah, true. How do you not do that if, if you're there? But I feel like with the actors, like sometimes it could be like when you're Stallone level, like honing in on one movie has got to be annoying. Maybe. 
But when it's Rocky, I mean, if it was like, if people were coming up to him and going, stop, or my mom will shoot. Yeah, that would be that might really get annoying, annoying after a while. Cause, but if you're, you're quoting Rocky to the guy and you're taking pictures like that, you know, I would live that. If I were Rocky, if I played Rocky, I would not stop living that up. I would be at signings. I'd be at, every, you know, whatever it is. Uh, do you think Rocky gets canceled over this? Do you think he Probably loses? I, I saw a couple of people on Twitter that were upset, but those were Twitter people. They're annoying. Can't stand Twitter people. Yeah. Palling around with the big man there. There it is. Oh, well. Eh, they're in their 70s. Probably seen now. There's no shaking hands with. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to give Rocky a pass there for a second. No, nobody gets a pass. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so he was seen there on Saturday. Trump gave remarks to donors at a GOP fundraiser at his club on Saturday. Is that all Trump is doing? Just running fundraisers on Saturday nights at Mar-a-Lago? Is every Saturday night a fundraiser now? No, for what fundraiser for what? I don't well re-election. There's re-election campaign. In four years. Wait, is that a re-election campaign or an election campaign? He's technically not gonna get re-elected. Yeah, he was elected once. So you get re-elected. Is, are you re-elected no matter what, or does it have to be consecutive? You have to be in office to be mm. re-elected. Good question. I think if you were elected to that office once, you can get re-elected. I think it's, uh, it's a good question. I don't know. We should Let us some, know in the comments. Yeah, we should ask somebody from Harvard or just defer to the comments. Yeah, if there's a Harvard professor in the comments, that would be... I would be shocked. That would be the game ender right there. <laughs> what are you doing here? Uh, ex, the ex-president's family has also been down in the sun, Sunshine State a lot. Did you know this? Kushner and Ivanka leased a condominium near Miami. Trump Jr., Donald Jr., and Kimberly Gulfoyle, which is a fun name to say, bought a home in Jupiter, Florida. Tiffany Trump uh, is reportedly looking for a Florida home. Florida is uh, is Trump country now, feels like. All right. Do you think Take we name it? Out. Do you think we rename it Trumpeta? Trumpeta. It's stupid, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid name so right. it fits but um yeah i you asked if i knew any of that no i haven't been i don't keep tabs on ex-president trump no you asked me what i do with my free time that's not one of the things i don't know and this is not an anti-trump statement i don't know if i could join a country club just any country club in general, you mean? In yeah, my wife just said she wouldn't like very fast. I I, I swear I don't know. Why I not? I just don't know if I could be a, a part of that. Well, you'd have to be interested in what they offer. You have to want to play golf all the time. Probably you'd have to uh, want to have parties That's there. That's the thing. I don't love golf. Yeah, so then the country club's probably not for you. It's fine, but I don't love it. I'm sure there are other things like pools and. I do love a pool and a spa. I'm not going to lie. That sounds yeah. nice. I'm sure there are things like parties that they have. But I feel like aren't country clubs just another high school? Like, I don't I can't do the status thing where people are like, oh, you know, this is, you know, what what kind of Mercedes does he have? You know, I just can't I, I can't do that. Well, I don't think I mean, if you joined a country club, isn't and that people annoying? Are like, yeah. But if people are like that, you're at the point in your life where you go, who cares? You know, if someone comes up, what kind of Mercedes do you drive? Uh, I drive uh, a Mercedes Honda. 
I just I wonder if there are fun country clubs like where it's just like totally like about the it's hang. fifty bucks to join. Not even that. Not even the money because it could be expensive. It's just as long as the people are cool. I just feel like the more expensive it is, the less interesting sure the people actually are. I'm sure there are country clubs that are fun that I mean cool people join. I mean you don't have to be there are wealthy people that are cool. Just like there are uh people that are not wealthy that are cool, you know. They come in all shapes and sizes. Where does Sylvester Stallone sit on your cool wealthy meter? Uh what, one to ten? Mm-hmm. Uh let's see. He definitely went down a peg being friends with with Trump. Just one peg? At least. I only have three pegs. So now he, he was at a, he was at a three. Now he's at a two. No, I mean I gotta love the guy's movies. You know where he stands politically, and it's, I mean it's a shame. It's it's terrible, but what can you do? It's hard to live in your world, man. You should try mine, where you don't care about anything. It's a lot easier. I try not to care. But when you ask me to care, I have to give you an answer that sounds like I care. Okay. I don't care, but you're asking me to care. So, do you know who Patrice Can Coolers Coolers is? Uh, I do not. No. She's this lady right here. For those of you that are watching, that's that's her right there. Okay. She is one of the founders of uh, Black Lives Matter. Okay. And there is a uh, story today, actually several stories today, uh, that she's a self-described Marxist. That's where you share everything, right? Marx was one of the... Communism? Yeah, but I forget what the difference between his and strict communism was. There was one big difference. Not Uh, sure. Anyway, she recently purchased a $1.4 million home in an exclusive Los Angeles neighborhood which according to the post here had to point out that the vast majority of the residents were white or are white. I should say. So does that, what does that mean? Hold on. Let me bring in our uh, real estate expert here. Jay Sabs will be joining us on the program. There she is. Hey, What up Jay Sabs? <laughs> oh, well, you know, um, I, oof, I feel like there's a black cloud over me. A Black Lives Matter cloud or just a black cloud? Which one? Just a black cloud. Uh, I didn't know because we were cloud. talking about Black Lives Matter just as you joined the show. Oh, I didn't what, see. What's with okay. the black cloud? I don't know. I th- I, I'm gonna, you're going to laugh at me. This is for the end of the show, but I think ever since watching Shameless last week, I have just been depressed slightly. <laughs> Are you a changed person? <laughs> I am. <laughs> Your DNA uh, has changed because of this show. It, and maybe just the a tattoo on my head, too, probably. That doesn't help, right? Mm-hmm. It's gone straight into your brain. Mm. All right. So anyway, Jenny, we were talking about the leader of uh, Black Lives Matter just bought a $1.4 million home. I think she actually bought more than that, though. Um, oh, where? Yeah. In, uh, blah, 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 blah. California. Here's what I can't understand. This is that doesn't upset me. I know I know people. Will yeah, I don't get why that pointed out is why that means anything. Yeah, uh, people have money. Yeah. Oh, Frank, doesn't... I think your mic is going. Oh, you're right. Okay. All right. Sorry, bud. Uh, we'll get back to Frank in a sec. Um. You there, Jay Sams? 
I'm here. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. You're still hearing him, aren't you? <laughs> sorry. The audience isn't, but you are. All right. I apologize. Anyway, um, that doesn't bother me. Here's what bothers me about this. The Black Lives Matter movement began as a hashtag. Right. That's like everybody's. I want to know how this girl, how like, how did the leadership, if it started with a hashtag, were they just the first ones to, I don't know, like uh, trademark it or, or register it as a not-for-profit? Like, you know what? What did they I do? Know. I have no idea. I wonder, they probably did trademark it because they're, they have a, that's their company, right? Oh my God. That's like their that's like their thing here. This is what Janine is hearing, everybody. Let's go back. Let's open up Frank's thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, Janine. I don't know why he didn't turn off his mic before he uh went to go masturbate. Oh, that's what it sounds like to me. No, that's disgusting. Yeah, anyway, um, I wonder how that happened. I mean, if she was the first one to come up with it and then it took off and then she you know, you know, coined it. Okay. But it seems, right. Frank, can you shut off your, you can't shut it off. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, th this young lady is 37 years old. She recently signed a multi-platform deal with Warner brothers in October. It's not For clear what? how much she is paid by BLM since their finances is according to the post flow through a quote complex web of for-profit and non-for-profit corporate entities really yeah now after that article came out another article came out that she has several uh big time uh uh real estate holdings and homes let's see here. so she's already rich I got I don't know. Let me see here. She snagged because up. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I'm sure she's getting like people are donating to it. So obviously. Yeah. But she, I don't know. You know, because sometimes people use money for things that they're not supposed to. True that. She's the group's co-founder, went on a real estate buying binge, snagging up four high end homes for three point two million dollars, according to reports. She also eyed the property in the Bahamas in an ultra exclusive resort where justin timberlake and tiger woods both have homes luxury okay. apartments and townhouses at the beachfront albany resort outside nassau priced between five million and twenty million dollars according to an agent so i think maybe why people are are upset here is because this is not marxist behavior <laughs> right no, i don't know what marxist behavior would be I don't know what the difference between communism and Marxism is. I, I, and also, if you be if you believe in Black Lives Matter, doesn't this burn your like? Doesn't it? it I feel like this. No, what does that have to do with it? Because like any charity, where the or non for profit organization where the leader is out buying million dollar things, doesn't that burn your ass if you well, donate to the charity? <clears throat> like you want that money going to well, the look at, yeah cause not yeah, sure. their pockets no if the money you're donating goes in their pockets then yes that's messed up well, where that's do you think legal. she's getting this money from well does she what is her job what does she do i missed i don't know if you talked about she, yeah she runs blm but supposedly she just got a deal from warner brothers which i guess her life could be that her, her life could be interesting 
but I'm holding back judgment on that because I want to know how we got from hashtag BLM to she is the running BLM now. I need to know where that where that link. Right. Well, it became an organization, you know, I guess someone's got to. Right. But how? But how if she I'm saying if she came up with hashtag BLM, okay. but if she was just like, oh, this hashtag is trending, we should make this into a thing. Less credit. I don't know. You get less credit for yeah, that. Of course. I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't I First time I've heard this name, so I don't know. I don't know if she if she started the whole thing or, or if she just took it over or what. I mean, either way, it still kind of burns my ass that like you are running a an organization. Like, here's yeah. what here's what upsets me. Everybody gets mad at corporate America. Right. Rightfully so for CEOs making all this crazy amount of money. And here you have an organization that is there to do a lot of things, one of them being equality. And you got the leader just shelling out dough for million dollar homes when, you know, what they're trying. That's not the message. That's one of the messages they're kind of fighting against. One of the many messages. Right. Okay. well, then look at all the celebrities that run charities and and whatever. They're all millionaires and billion, you know. Yeah, but they're celebrities. That's the whole that's the first thing. They're celebrities. They're not this woman who just decided to start this movement. It doesn't matter if you're famous or not. You're you're rich. You have all this money and you start. Yeah, but that's what that that's what the whole point is. She's not famous or she's not rich. Well, she's rich, apparently. I mean, unless the money apparently if the money came from the charity, of course, that's terrible. And that should be looked at. But if it's her own money, then it shouldn't matter. But does this give you the feel of like um, one of those preachers that's like, we're here for the poor donate for us, the church. And then they're they're rolling off in Mercedes Benz and got a million dollar home Catholic church. (laughs) She's not. What is Black Lives Matter have to do? I mean, it's not about the poor. It's about it has nothing to do with it, really. People. It's just it's a charity organization. It could be any charity organization. Exactly. So it's I mean, but one of the things that they're fighting for, one of the things that they're fighting for in racial equality uh, is is pay equality, you, you know, and, and I mean, it's kind of tough when people are out there, you know, suffering and she's just yeah. like. You know what I need is four, you know, million dollar homes right now. Yeah, agreed. It's maybe not the best PR look, but if she made that money, it's her money. It's not like, what's she going to do? Take a pay cut because I run a charity? It's her money. She, if she made that money, <laughs> then that's the money she made. She could still support a cause and be wealthy. Doesn't mean she has to all of a sudden give up everything to support the cause. No, it's true. I mean, and it's her money if she's getting paid, you know, yeah, for a that's job. If she, if she earned it, it's her money. And it didn't come from the charity. Then wonderful. Then and she's still running this organization. Then, then hey, what? I don't see the big deal. I mean, unless it's which I don't see anybody saying unless it's coming from nefarious places then that's okay not according to this she did create the hashtag in 2013 oh she did yeah okay so, so it's a little bit go. more credit thing a little bit more credit for that yeah there you go so so she created this thing she's running a charity or whatever not even i don't think it's it's not a charity it's a organization right um and she's wealthy i mean that's 
wealthy people run organizations. That's what it is. I don't know. It, yeah, it's I don't know. It it, it definitely it just feels it, there's a there's a there's a little twinkle of preacher in there. Hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not, the, it's not the same thing. Black Lives Matter is not about you know um, it's it's about uh, African American and, and people of color. Yeah, but it's uh, for, lives being considered. It could be anything. It could be X. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you could fill it. Like like Janine just said. Like you look at the Catholic Church. Donate to us. We help the poor. We do this. We do that. And they do. But do you need like these billion dollar? You know, do do we need marble all the <laughs> way up the whole friggin' church? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's a little. Right. It's shit like that where you're kind of like, if you really wanted to help the poor out, we could liquidate some of these properties and feed a lot more people. Yeah. True. But yeah. I don't know if Black Lives Matter is about donating money to poor people. Is that what it's not? It's about spreading the message that Black Lives Matter is, you know, yeah, as much as everybody it, else. It's about activism and, and and being treated as equals and not being, you know, assume that you're you know a criminal every time you get pulled over stuff like that right of course that's what it's about but also i mean the idea that she's a, a marxist that that's not helping the cause i don't know what that is. yeah I, I i know the term and i know it has something to do Oops. with communism and i know it originated in russia but uh, beyond that i don't know much about Mar marxism yeah not a, the marx brothers that's about it. that's about it not a great look for the young lady i don't think this is kind of yeah. like when last year when the like, all the kardashians went down to turks and caicos and took pictures yeah, for everybody that's a weird that was a weird one also at the one. same time like that yeah, was blame them that was a big <laughs> asshole move that the kardashians did this yeah. at least she didn't like tweet these pictures like she just bought it like yeah she, exactly she didn't know exactly. she was gonna get outed for that you know yeah all of a sudden she's <clears> on the <throat> cover of whatever and, and now it's like you know, I just bought a house. She didn't tweet it out like, hey, everybody suck on this. Yeah. But I think I think also the thing is, is like this was a movement born out of such sadness for people who lost their lives. Yeah. So to see somebody buying even, million dollar houses, it's like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Kind of but profit off success, it. Isn't that a success story for Black Lives Matter when people... Mm -hmm. When people, uh, you know, you don't want to see them be poor. You know, to this in this instance, I kind of feel like successful. this is this is like when Cuomo wrote the book on how he rocked coronavirus before coronavirus was over. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like the same thing. It's like, oh. let's accomplish a little bit more and then you can go ahead and get that uh, take that victory right. lap if you'd like. Yeah, but it's not about I, I don't think I, I, I can't. I mean. As three white people here, I, I can't presume Whoa, to speak, speak on yourself, behalf. Man. I'm not going to speak on behalf of Black Lives Matter. I wish you would. I think you'd be I better. Says, says be, the blonde hair, blue eyed girl. What I understand it to be, what I take it to be is. If, Frank, if Black well, Lives Matter wanted you to speak for them, what would you say? I'd say. If they requested the love it. Of he'd God, he'd first thank Metallica. <laughs> thank Metallica. First, I'd like to thank Metallica. For allowing for me to be here, I don't know. You you would add Metallica in there. I'd find story. a way you know to take Metallica. Yeah, and I don't blame I'd you. Like, That's I would love to be at the meeting where Frank takes over Black Lives Matter. They'd all be like this. Why does he want us all to have lightsabers? I don't get it. <laughs> what the fuck cool? is a lightsaber? <laughs> Tell me something right. bad that could come from giving everybody at the table. I mean, 
lifesavers. Life, uh, lightsabers. <sighs> lightsabers are pretty cool, so. All right. So that's step one. I don't know. Ever since Patrice uh, got fired for buying all those houses, we got stuck with this guy, and all he talks about is the Simpsons. Every example is a Simpsons callback. Simpsons are legendary, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they are. I wa- I just want to know about Usher. That's all I want to know about these all these topics. Yeah, let's talk about Usher. Right, what's the up? one I could see exactly. By the way, what's did you with Usher? did you did notice? I, notice? I was just gonna point it out. Go ahead, point away. You use the uh, the dollar sign symbol. So the story came out uh, earlier today or Sunday. Let me get the right day. What's today's the twelfth? Today is the twelfth. Yeah. So Usher goes to a strip club in Vegas and is, you know, making it rain, as people tend to do at strip clubs. Right. One of the stripper's friends tweets out a picture. It's a $100 bill with Usher's face on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) No. I did hear the story, actually. So she's like, Usher bucks. She's like, what the hell? Usher bucks. Yeah. Which, by the way, 100 Usher bucks is equal to one shroot buck. Just oh, I always want to no. keep that together. One what buck? Shroot bucks. Shroot. Oh, shroot. Yes. You got to start watching The Office or you can't be on the show anymore. I know shroot. You said shroot. That's what I said. Like, like TR. Huh? <laughs> exactly. Um, as it turns out, a couple of days ago, he tweeted a bunch of pictures of him and these ush bucks, as he's calling them. He's got hundreds, twenties, and dollar bills. And he's been, I guess, leaving them all over town in Vegas because he's doing a, a residency there. And are they are they good for anything? No, other than just to promote the fact that... Um, and scamming strippers? Yeah, well, you know what's so funny about this? So once the story started gaining traction on Twitter... The Sapphire in Las Vegas immediately, immediately responded saying that Usher could not have been better. They were so happy to host him. They'll be happy to host because these strip clubs live and die by the celebrities that stop by, I feel. Oh, yeah, sure. Because everybody wants to everybody who gets in town, they go, oh, I want to go to a strip club. I want to go to the one that Usher was at, you know, when they get into town. Yep. So, um that was like, oh, he was there. Must be good. Yeah. See, I feel like though that's going to be a classy strip club. I want to go to the least classy place. I want to go to the hole in the wall. That's you. Yeah. Did Did I ever tell you? I feel like we've told the story on the air before, but Janine, did we ever tell you? Did Frank and I ever tell you our Tuesday in Vegas strip club story? Tuesday in Vegas? No, you told me about um, Canada in the middle of the day. That was a bad one. <laughs> That was a rough one, too. So Frank and I, years ago, we go to Vegas, right? Group of, group of friends. We all go to Vegas. Frank and I are the only single ones at the time, I think. I can't remember if one guy do was know, single. Do I know anyone else who went? Yeah, you did. Yes. One guy okay. was definitely taken. So as the single guys, we wanted to just go out like to like a regular club, like a nightclub. It was Tuesday, though. But we kind of feel like it's vague. Like, and by the way, we come from Every the night, city. Yeah. Yeah, like so you can right, go out exactly. in Manhattan on any night and you can go out till four in the morning. It's not, you know, it's not that big of a deal. So I remember we got in a cab and I think we tried to go somewhere that we knew of and then that didn't work out. 
So we get in a cab. We say to the cab driver, like, we want to go to a club, like a regular club. And he's like, what kind of strip club? And we're like, no, no. We want to just go to like a regular club. Do you remember this, Frank? We went to four places, Janine. Every place was a strip club. Every single one of them. Are you kidding me? We, and, and we'd get in the car and it would be the same thing. We'd be like, we want to go to a regular club. And the yeah. cab would drop us off, and we'd get He's to like, the yeah, place. Yeah, sure. We walk in, and it's like a strip club. <laughs> yeah, we should have realized that when there were like no windows and only guys standing on line. Yeah, one guy took us to one place that technically right. wasn't a strip club, or it was a strip club. It became like an after-hours regular club after a certain. T- I don't know. He kind of got it right, but that was the closest we came to. It was like everywhere yeah, we that's tried. What she said. Yeah, we just couldn't get to a regular like we just wanted to have like drinks, you know, music, you know. But every I mean, cab driver you, was you like, kind of you. I think they, well, they probably saw two guys by themselves. Like, you know what? We're gonna make this guy's night. Four guys. We're gonna take him to uh, four guys. No, but it was just you and I. Remember, nobody Still. else was with us that night. Oh, for that one, yeah. Yeah. yeah but so no, probably, but you, you yeah, know what it was. Club. Do you know what it was? Because. I don't know if you remember this, Frank. They would, every one of them, gave us a card when we got out. Oh, that was like a huge thing in Vegas. There were these business cards. Because people were like, yeah. they would flick them at you. Well, that, but do you remember that it was in the same thing in the cab? Because as we figured out, as we came to figure out, which is why we couldn't get to a regular club, they all get kickbacks if you bring their card in because they'd be like, oh, the first drink is on me or whatever they tell you five dollars yeah, it's like off. a comedy club like you you're, yeah you're there because they sent you there yeah so that's why we couldn't get to a regular freaking club because they were they were getting kickbacks from all the strip clubs and yeah if you're like in that. vegas and you want to get to a regular club you just walk there but dude but tuesday vegas tuesday it was kind of dead i was shocked at how oh i'm surprised at that wednesday too was kind of a dead night we i think we had show tickets on on the wednesday but but still, it was like kind of like people were out drinking and stuff, but it wasn't like like when Thursday and Friday came around, all the oh, clubs were full. Oh, yeah. Packed. packed. I've but never figured, been. Yeah, you figured Vegas every night it would be packed. Every night. Yeah, I, I would think every night. But I've never been. And I probably lost my chance to go um, as a single woman. So <laughs> is it even worth it for me? Well, I'll tell you what, if you it... keep talking like that, you'll have a chance. Yeah, keep <laughs> saying right. probably. <laughs> Keep saying probably. I'm sure Guy appreciates I mean, that. So I well, I know I know a bunch of girls who went um years ago, probably ten years ago, and they had a lot of fun. And that's the place I to was have. like I was like, Oh, I can't go there <laughs> and do these things that these girls did. It's uh, a fun place. I'm dying to go back to Vegas. I'm dying to bring the family to Vegas because I feel like there is a what Vegas Teddy Chase. There's a fit, yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I, my only I'm hope sure, is my I'm son sure. has as much success there as uh, Rusty did. I know, right? Oh god! But there's yeah, so much to Vegas do there. Fun. There's like ATV rides, and there's a yeah. whole Marvel universe thing there. Like, there's a lot of stuff to the, do. With now, kids. now it's more family oriented. Believe it or not. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm definitely not taking my family. If I go, maybe I'll just take my husband. That's it. Um, I remember when we went there, we walked me, you and the other two guys walked the entire strip and we stopped in every bar along the way and had a Jaeger oh, really? bomb every at every bar. Yeah. Do you know what that's really? like? 
Well, we were a lot younger and could handle that. Was it hot? Was it hot while you were there? Dude, it was it was nine o'clock at night. It was still like ninety six degrees. But it was you know what though? It was October, so it wasn't so it wasn't that bad. Dry. Yeah. It, It wasn't like sweltering. But we stopped at every bar on the way from the pyramid back to oh, Treasure God. Island. That's a long walk. We were See, annihilated. See, I do want to go. I do want to go. It's fun. It's a good place to go. I mean, if you, the pools. Oh, if only the, I had a time machine. Itself. Yeah, but we're, you go now. It's not. You You didn't go in your 20s. Tw- it's different. You're going to be yeah, old. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I'm going to go in my time. Old I'm people go, go to Vegas. To my time machine, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We'll be there in line with them eating dinner at four o'clock. We, that's we're no, not Jaeger bomb on the way back, people anymore. What's wrong with getting a deal on dinner? Nothing, nothing, right. man. Just I'm just saying we need to know our lane. Our lane is four o'clock happy hour. That's, that's uh, fine. Uh, early bird, I mean. God. I'm comfortable in that lane. Let's hope so. I mean, it's it's basically over, but I feel like Vegas is a fun trip for. And now they got the hockey team there and the yeah. football team. By the way, I played golf when I was there. That was great. You did. did you? Oh God! You must have been so hot, Frank. It was kind of hot, but it wasn't bad. It was like a cloudy day, and it was it was comfortable. Oh, we ate our faces off. Like we didn't I'm have sure a bad did. meal oh, the God. whole time. We went we went around my birthday, and we went to this place. It was just called the Steakhouse. My birthday. This is why I can't stand. This is why I hate when people are like, oh, "I love Frank so much." We went for my birthday. I'm fucking 10 days apart from you, you prick. Well, we wore it there for your birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah, so definitely we was for th- Frank's birthday then. We were there. No, we were only there for your birthday. My birthday happened while we were there. Yours did not. That's did it? Did it? Yeah. I don't remember did. that. And we went out to dinner and we went to this place called The Steakhouse. And it was probably the best steak I ever had. Oh, <gasps> really? Yeah. It was amazing. It was a yeah, I, would, steak, I definitely want to go there for the garlic. food now. Oh, it was amazing. That was one of the first places that I was at that did the whole, they roast the whole garlic clove and just throw it oh, on. And then you could spread it on top of the steak like butter. Yeah, like butter. Oh. Like friggin' butter. You spread it around like Matt Gates paying a 17-year-old for a trip. Oh, oh God. Segway. Hey, you want to see a picture of me playing golf in Vegas? No. Go ahead. <laughs> From 20 years ago, that's what she said. Yeah, there's the kid right there. There you go. Look at that. Wow, wow. Yep, look at that backswing. That's what she said. Right, is that you or Tiger Woods? I can't tell. Okay, (laughs) you see, it's an amazing time. Uh, Matt Gates just tweeted, I may be a canceled man in some corners, I may even be a wanted man by the deep state. (gasps) But I hear the millions of Americans who feel forgotten, canceled, ignored, marginalized, and targeted. I draw confidence knowing that the silent majority is growing louder every day. Oh, Oh, sure. And then is that before or after he got turned down for a meeting with Trump? You believe that story? I I didn't read it. I just saw the headline and it's glazed over it. I wasn't there. I mean, other than me being there, I believe, you know, it could be true. It could not be true, but... Apparently that's what that's the rumor. I mean, you have got to really have some skeletons in the closet if Trumpy is like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's, nah, no thanks. <laughs> kind of busy right now. This guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't can't do it. What's funny is that he was he's too busy to meet him now, but not while he was president. He wasn't busy enough. While he was yeah, president. exactly. Well, supposedly he passed on the on the 
pardon. He didn't give him the pardon either. So that's oh, the blanket pardon. Yeah, which is a ridiculous thing to ask for. Who knows if that story is true? But that brings me to the next thing, which is the QAnon HBO documentary. Did you watch it? Based so off of Janine's recommendation, like, like Gates to a school recess. I could not get <laughs> enough. Are you kidding me? I, Did you watch the whole thing, Janine? Because he watched the whole no, thing. No, I'm on episode uh, five, I think. Janine, I watched six, right? all six episodes yesterday, like a crack. Are you addict. kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, is that why you didn't answer my text? Okay. Basically. Oh, basically um, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Or did Q and on stop your text from going through? Tell tell me that it wasn't good. It was. And I'm still on it. So friggin' good. I enjoyed the hell out of this documentary. Frank, you need to watch it. I do need to watch it. I agree. I will watch it. I just six hours. It's I got to carve out six hours. I will say six hours was tough when I saw when I saw that they were hour long episodes. I was like, oh, Jesus, I don't know if I could do well, we, this. We watched one a night. OK, yeah, so I could do that. Yeah, I, I'm lucky I got through the 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 what's it called? The Zack Snyder Snoop, Superman movie, Justice League. Did you that watch that? Hours. I did watch that. Oh, God, that's four hours long. That's four hours. Yeah, mm -hmm. Snyder cut. What'd you oh think? Oh, my God, no. I loved it. I thought it was great. I never saw the original. Okay. I, I saw like like the half hour of the original one. But this one, it was four hours. I, it held my attention the whole time. It was action packed. It was really? a good story. I think I would nod off after two and a half. Maybe two. Maybe two. Maybe an hour. No, I don't know. I, I would, get into I would it. like it. I feel like two and a half, the first two and a half hours is good. And Tough. then I feel like it just starts to accelerate into like fantastic after that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it You know, it had its flaws here or there, but it was good. It was really good. Bull, it was flawless. Right. What was flawless? The Snyder Cut, it was flawless. Oh, you said bullet? I don't get that. I said bullet was flawless. All right. So oh, bull, it was flawless. Cue Into the Storm is the name of the documentary. Uh, by the way, this Cullen guy who made it, I thought, how great was he? Um, he was good. He was a really good document. I don't know what else he's done, but I was so impressed with him. He Everything. Is yeah. he in the, the documentary? Uh, yeah, a little bit. He, he's in it a little bit. Not too much. Like, over you know how sometimes documentaries could be boring? Like yeah. It could get, you know, like that. This one was not boring at all, right? I mean, Is it narrated by Morgan Freeman? It's not narrated. Colin narrates it. He then wrote it, it, directed it, and shot it. Now, Janine, you didn't see the end, so I don't. I don't want to spoil it, but I do no, want to okay. talk about a lot of it. Go ahead. So, the origin of Q. It's really fascinating how it starts. It starts with somebody just anonymously posting on one of these like dark web websites, like. 2chan or 4chan or I forget what the first one I think he's on 4chan at first but it's one of these like message boardy sites where you can just post whatever you want and there's like next to no moderation right. actually he started on reddit and that was the problem he started on reddit and they were I guess whatever he was saying or whatever they were like no this isn't for us and they booted him from reddit because you can't be anonymous on there that's the problem right right so they knew who he was on Reddit. I don't know. They no. didn't say. No. 
No, I don't think that they, I don't think that they knew who he was. No, I think he just went to Fort with 8chan first. Oh, he quietly disappeared from Reddit and then reappeared on 4chan. Well, no, I. I think it was more of a case of like you have to verify yourself after a while. Like if you get yeah. to a certain level, and then he didn't do it, so they booted him. Right. And then he, so like, he goes nah. to he goes to four chan, which is a, one of these deep web you know dark websites. And then he starts posting on there and gains a little bit of steam. And then he leaves there to go because they were they didn't have the security or whatever it was or. And then he goes to 8chan, which is another website, which this kid That's starts. too many chans. There's a lot of chans. <laughs> a lot, a lot of chans. But, um, um, and they explain how, why it's called chan. It's it basically channel. The channel? Yeah. yeah. But in, in Japan, I think, where, where they start, the first kid invented 2chan. Uh, that's basically what it was. It was like the second channel. Okay. You know, because they were, I guess, one channel is for audio. The other, I don't know. What, whatever. So what happened to the third channel? <laughs> I don't know. They kind of just skipped it. Um, but here's what's interesting to me. There's this whole entire movement that is born out of something that nobody knows who it is, what their motive is, and has any sort of ability to confirm anything. Right. Of course. Because <laughs> like, they, they just say, put something out there. Once you get a handful of people to hardcore believe you, then they're just going to spread the word. And it's like, oh, you know, then it's I heard this and look what this guy's saying. He's on the inside because then the word of mouth becomes, no, 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 I caught a fish this big. And then it's this big. Then it's this big. You know, it's just your Whoa. reputation gets built up out of, you know, out of word of mouth. And it's it just explodes. And, it, and people build you up to more than what you actually are. But it's interesting, too, how it how it. Like they go back to the origins of how some of these things started forming and they talk about anonymous that group anonymous yes who first started group. doing pranks and stuff and how they kind of right. wrote the playbook on how to manipulate people into believing something when I mean, they were just doing it as a gag but then that sort of became the basis of this gamer thing they had this gamer controversy where yeah it's so weird right wasn't that confusing it was a little confusing but it was this idea of it was like an experiment on how they can get people angry. So they started saying yeah. that uh, gaming was for uh, that, like women were taking over gaming or they were trying yeah. to, I don't know, make it was more... like a sexist thing. I don't know. Yeah, they were trying to like, make more games for women. And so they started like saying this and all like the nerdy, like 28 year old, 35 year olds were getting upset because the industry was like leaving them behind because, you know, they were life the... left you behind. So there, there was a whole thing with that, and that like people saw how that people reacted to that. Then there, this guy wrote this book called Q, and that was the same guy. Or no, no, this art, this author, and it's a fa it's I guess not a famous book. It's kind of becoming famous now, but it wasn't about any of this. He just wrote. I forget what the book was about, but it was about making up stories. You know, it was a novel like the guy just wrote a right. story about making up stories and there's people who go around and whatever. And so they took a little things out of that book, too. And like you just see this like evolution of how it all came about and how this guy Q started posting. By the way, it's called QAnon because anybody who posts on these boards are called Anons. They're anonymous. Yeah. And Q supposedly refers to Q clearance. 
Well, like when you're yes. in the government. Yes, if you, you have, have Q government, kind of you have a you Q. Have, yeah. yeah, but he started just signing his things Q, and so that's how we became QAnon. Um, and there are so many like interesting little like thriller things of trying to figure out who could QAnon possibly be, which is yes. why he started making this documentary in the first place. It was kind of like he he thought it would be about f- trying to figure out who QAnon was, but it also simultaneously became about why was this movement so impactful? Yeah. Like how were they able to get millions of people to buy into it when they literally had no idea who was behind it? Well, it's really big because obviously we don't follow it, but there's people who in the documentary you could see like there's, they're called QTubers. They actually have YouTube channels just on QAnon alone that's it yeah which is like you said it's a it's a crazy thing that they don't know who the guy is and they don't know obviously there's no like facts to back things up and they still believe and follow whatever he says or she well i thought i thought they showed who it was no well uh, we'll we'll get into that for sure but uh, well, sort of. Right. right right around this same thing. Like, they don't know who it is. What was the last thing you just said, Janine? Now, I lost it. You were just saying. They don't know They don't know who it is and all oh. the things that he says, like, they don't follow, Right. You know? But the Q-tubers. You brought up the Q-tubers. Yes. So yes. what I also found super interesting was Q, the, this guy Q, he would post, he would write things that were just, like, little questions, like, you know... Stay the course, or right. you know, that is not a question. Is this for real? Or like he would just write, right. like it would be just little lines. Like it would sometimes be a question, sometimes be a declarative statement. But it got so like it was so nobody kind of knew what the hell he was talking about. That a lot of the people they said in the documentary, a lot of the people didn't even read his posts. They would go to websites that right. would translate his posts. Oh exactly. So it, that's how it's like t- the game telephone. It's just. Things get, you know, blown up and blown up and blown up. And by the time you get to the last message, you know, this guy who said, what is this about? It becomes, this is about, oh, my God, the conspiracy and this and that. It becomes this huge thing that it gets blown out of proportion because it went through so many, so many years. So right. Many eyes right. That it just, you know, that's how it explodes. It's like, uh, it's like, any, like, um, what's it called? Thin, what's it called? The Thin Man or... Uh, What's that guy? Oh, called? Slender Man. Slender Man. You know that 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 was an internet stupid thing that blew out of proportion, and I became mean, serious. Right, and and it became serious. Did you did you enough did you ever see the documentary on that though? No. That's creepy. Was Metallica in it? Because then he might have missed it. <laughs> it's creepy. I yeah, I suggest you watch that because that thing is. But it's just it's just so crazy to me that this guy has this following and I don't know. Are you anti documentary, Frank? It seems like you won't watch any documentaries. documentaries. No, I do. I love that. I just haven't seen the Slender Man or Q. I I watch documentaries. Did you watch some kind of monster? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Which one's that? That's the Metallica Metallica documentary. Oh, you watched it with me. We went to the theater to see that. (laughs) Yeah, that one we were at the premiere for. Did he? Did he cut the bottom out of a um, popcorn uh, he did. tub? 
That was the first time and, I, I ever, and he put his penis through it. That's yeah, the first time definitely. I ever touched Frank's penis. It was during that. I could definitely see Frank doing that. Not the last. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also so, but here, so there's a lot of interesting things. I also found it fascinating that he QAnon over the course of time. I mean, we're gonna hop around here, but he would predict things. He would just say something. Yes, and if it turned out to be false people just wrote it off right of course and then if it turned out to be true they like (gasps) held it as like gospel right it's ridiculous one example they did they said was though he at one point just put he had like this 10 line thing and then just put in there 5347 and so people were like, what does this mean? And they spent like all day or weeks or whatever days trying to figure out what it was. Now, this is at the time of Kavanaugh's hearing when he was going through the hearing to be approved. And so a lot of people, they just all like honed in on, oh, this is it. Like he's predicting the vote. Yeah. And then when the vote wasn't 5347, they were like, oh, it must be something else. Yeah, we'll just wait until it fits whatever we want. And then a month later, what was it? The midterm elections or whatever it was? Something like that. Yep. And that's what that's what the number was. What yep. was it? It was the midterm elections. Yeah. It was the midterm elections. Turned out to be fifty-three Republicans and forty-seven Democrats were elected, or whatever. And then the people were like, "See, see, like he knew." And it was you kind of looking at this, going, "Well, I mean, shit. Uh, you know, anybody can spurt out a bunch of crap, and eventually yeah, make it fit whatever you want right. it to fit. Fit into something else. Yeah. That's what she said." Yeah, I was uh... nicely done. <laughs> Thank you. Nicely done. Yeah, so it's bullshit. Is my review. And then they explain the hierarchy of how it happened. So Q would put something out, and then you'd have these people that would interpret it for their websites, and then you had the Q tubers in there as well, and then you had the people that worked hard to like give it meaning and connect it to things. And after a while, Q started responding to them. So he would say. A, they would connect it to B, and then he would come back and be like, yeah, C, it equals C, and this, you know. So he was, it became this thing of like, he wasn't always starting the information. Sometimes they were, and he would take yeah. it and then run with it. Yeah. And and then they would see that and be like, oh my God, like, look, he, we were Doesn't right. Doesn't that prove like, that it's bullshit then? Because if you came up with something and gave it to me, and I'm like, well, now I'm going to recreate a thing. Then you know it's not coming from me. No, so because I'm... they would take that as like, look, we got it right. Like, we nailed it. Yeah. Because he's confirming it now. What we all thought to be true, it's been confirmed. Okay. And if Nobody you're in... ever asked, who is this guy? and Why should we believe anything he says? Well, because then, then you would have these scenarios where, you know, supposedly he had this clearance. And on yeah, a couple exactly. of occasions, he would know something. That turned out to be true. Yep. And For so example. Frank's Frank's gonna go in this with a not an open mind, so don't watch it. I can't Why remember you think that. I can't remember what the truth is. Because you're making a face are. that you're mad right now. Well, not mad. You're like this. I just, I just have a skeptical feeling about this QAnon bullshit and that whole organization. It's like, you know, no offense to Scientology, but when I watch the Scientology. Uh, the Scientology documentary, I go in it with a preconceived notion about Scientology. And, and I go, well, let's, you know, 
see what it says but i'm already i've already got an opinion preconceived notion on the q people well keep that in mind because i want to i do want to address that towards the end but my wife is right it's the kind of thing where you have to really pay attention to it Mm -hmm. yeah or watch it twice like you got to kind of really i'm not watching it twice but there were a couple times though where like i rewound it like i rewound three minutes just to go back and watch that again you're like wait a minute what yeah just to kind of understand because you have all this q stuff and then on the other side of this you have these websites that are hosting this stuff and q goes from getting kicked off of reddit to going to this message board but it's not just the message board it's the actual like topic so he chose this guy's it wasn't like he like started his own message board he went on to somebody else's board that was already started and following him and started posting his messages there so what does that mean so the guy who was running the message board kind of felt like the chosen one because he was like q chose my board and now he is speaking through my my (laughs) board you don't see that as ridiculous well i mean as as much as it's not like he has 10 followers he has a lot of followers so that's why it's like okay yeah but like if i if i went on to someone's message someone has a message board about uh about usher i'm just looking at the screen about Usher, and I go on and I go, yeah, Usher, blah, 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 here's the story about Usher, and then they think, oh, this guy must know everything. I mean, what makes my information, I didn't even come up with the, the the topic of this thing. Why would I even, I mean, someone else came up with the topic. I'm just talking about it because there's the topic. Why wouldn't he just create his own thing? And- he already had he, he already had a message board going talking about what Q was saying. It right. would be like... No, yeah, it would, why it would, wouldn't he just keep doing keep doing his own thing, Frank? Because it would be like when it would be like if Metallica, instead of putting out a statement through their social media, went on your Facebook <gasps> page and put a oh video out on your oh Facebook page, you would oh feel like this is awesome. Like he didn't need to <laughs> He's choose getting me. A boner just thinking about it. Yeah, but they chose me. Like Metallica. Cho- By the way, and that would be a hell of a story if Metallica chooses Superfan to announce new album. Through. Exactly. Like that would true. be massive. I'll give you that. That's true. No, I get it. Right. So, so now this guy thinks he's like the greatest thing ever, and he's going around and Q's posting, and they're confirming things and blah blah blah. But then eventually he winds up. There was some issue with the anonymity and the trip code or some weird nerdy you know tech thing and so he leaves this guy's board and goes to 8chan who has the capability to do everything that q wants and has the anonymity and all that kind of stuff and then he starts talking to this guy code monkey who is the board moderator just like the other guy was but he's the board moderator over here and so he criticizes Code Monkey sometimes, and sometimes Code Monkey talks to him, and whatever it was. But throughout this whole, so now they're talking to the guy who invented 8chan. They're talking to Code Monkey. They're talking to Code Monkey's dad, who owns the website, who bought it from the, the guy who started it. So creepy! How creepy was that dude? The really father. Weird. So weird. Really, just so. Ugh. And now they're trying to figure out, like, so they're they're looking at all this and they're like well who's 
who's Q? Like, he came to you guys and started posting. Like, do you know who he is? And they're like, no. You know, we don't know who he is. You know, blah, 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 this and that. I'm going to start to spoil some things here, I think. Yeah. I have no choice. I have to. Go ahead. So there. Spoiler alert for everybody watching. Yeah, spoiler alert for everybody watching. So now the kid who started it is this kid. He's in a wheelchair. He's had some sort of thing. I forget what it was, but he's. Actually, he has the same thing that um, my history teacher had in high school. It's a condition where your bones are very frail. So if like you go like this, you'll break all the bones in your hand. Like Mr. Glass from Glass. <laughs> Seriously, that's uh, uh, kind of has, the same yeah. brittle bones yeah. disease. That's the kid, Frederick Brennan. He's in a wheelchair and he, you know, you could tell it was, you know, it was hard for him to move around and all that stuff. He's the one who started what? He he's the one who started 8chan. Okay. And then this guy, Jim Watkins, who's this guy right here, he buys 8chan from Frederick. And then his son, whose name is Ron, I think, he's Code Monkey. His son is Code Monkey. Okay. Right. So they're all uh, so they're all in this together. And then you start to put together these clues. And, you know, as it turns out, Jim likes to collect pens and Q post pens sometimes in his yeah. thing. Like exotic, weird collector's pens and shit like that. Um, Frederick one day had a blue Q just show up at his door as yeah. like a thank you for starting 8chan. And then Q posted about like him giving the, the thing, you know, over. And so you see this and then, but it turns out like an episode later, like the kid winds up admitting, oh, well, Jim gave that to me and told me to say that it was from Q. <laughs> Weirdos. How quickly things unravel. Then uh, Ron is, you know, he's, you know, talking and he's like, oh, yeah. So they're doing like the interview style. And he's like, I don't know who Q is and blah, blah, blah. And this is one moment that's pretty intense. And so Colin puts the camera down, you know, but keeps recording. And then as soon as the camera Ooh. down, he goes, it's Steve Bannon. Yeah. Steve Bannon. And he goes, how do you know it's Steve Bannon? He goes, because I can see his IP address. Yep. And, and so then they go and they look at one day where Steve Bannon posts something by his house. And then a half hour later, Q posts something, a picture of some building. And they figured out that the Bannon house and the building are 22 minutes away from each other. Yep. Well, it would have to be in Washington. I mean, right? No, this was in Los Angeles. Oh, it was in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now, like, you're like, holy shit, maybe it's Steve Bannon. But you're still kind of like, ah, maybe it's these people that are holding these boards. Yeah. Isn't Steve Bannon not? I mean, he doesn't have any clearance anymore. Well, he doesn't, but... Q started after Steve Bannon left the Trump administration. Mm -hmm. So then what the hell? I mean, what, could, what new things could he tell us? So now, like, you're kind of like suspecting that. Then they go in on Flynn, on Michael Flynn, and they're like, Michael Flynn gave a speech about having a digital army. He loves, I forget what they call that, uh, when they spread misinformation on the Internet. That's called something. Yeah. Disinformation um, warfare or some, I don't know, whatever they call it. 
there was that whole thing. So like maybe it's Flynn because Flynn would have the security clearance to do it. And then they're going, well, maybe it's Roger Stone because Roger Stone was in the White House and he's all hooked up with it. He was a nut job. Then there's this other crusty old white guy who had who was in the who did like deals with the military or something. And he was like some of importance and he had information and he said one of the second Q posts was completely legitimate. And a lot of the things in there turned out to be true. So it was like, this is totally for real and blah, 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 and so on and so forth. And it's crazy. You get to a point where you're like, I don't know who the hell this person is because it could be one of these seven nut jobs doing this. So I'm not going to say what happens at the last episode. I'll leave that for everybody because I know Jeanine hasn't watched it yet. But regardless of what happens in there, in my mind, it's all of them. Ooh, you think they're all behind it? You really do? I think they're all behind it because they looked at a bunch of things. And when Q was on the 4chan site and before he got onto the 8chan site, his writing style changed Mm. and they analyzed it. And some, you know, person who does this for a living was like, this is clearly two different writing styles. Like anybody could see that it was two different writing styles, but they were forensically able to confirm it or whatever, however they did it. Um, So there was that. And then there were times where, like I said, it was legitimately 100% dead on accurate. Like he got some things yeah. right. And things that only, you know, if you had a decent amount of clearance, you would be able to know. You know? But not like future things, just things that would are going to happen because you're part of the administration. Some future things. Some future things were correct. Yeah. Like, And I'll tell you what the big thing was. It was Epstein. The big thing was Epstein. This idea of the elite trafficking minors and eating children and all this garbage, but trafficking was a part of it. When Epstein got arrested, that was a massive boost for them because they thought, here it is. Like, it's like this guy's right. Yeah. But what was heartbreaking for them was none of the other stuff was ever really coming true. Right. Yeah. Like all throughout yeah. the documentary, they keep on pointing out like there's supposed to be these indictments and there's these sealed indictments and there's these tests. And when is the arrest coming? And when's Hillary going to get arrested? And when's this one going to get arrested? And it never, ever comes. Yeah. And so it kind of leaves them all kind of like holding the bag. And then when the election happened, what's and here's what's interesting, too. So the election happens and Trump loses. And their shift, their focus suddenly shifts from all these things that Q was saying to the election was stolen. Oh, yeah. Like suddenly none of the other stuff mattered. Stuff matters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was just the election was stolen. And whoever this person is, is obviously a fierce Trump supporter. Doesn't Uh, matter what they're in for. They never really say that, right? They don't ever really say it or not say that but here's what's weird so they expected trump to acknowledge them at some point and the first time he's asked about it publicly he doesn't he's like yeah i've heard of it but i don't know what it is he's like i guess they like me i don't know he's like he's like he he said i guess they like me so i like that because other than that i don't know who they are and the second time he's asked about it he goes well, they're against pedophilia, so that's a good thing. 
And that <laughs> like ignited them all. And it's so true because when you get down to the heart of it, like the heart of Q is not wrong. It's right. not bad. Like they're against pedophilia. They're against. That's a good thing to be against. It's a good thing to be against. Like they're, right. you know, they're against like people controlling the nation that sh that shouldn't that weren't elected. You know, like okay, sure. of course. You know, like there are some no brainer things in there that like the intentions are good, which is an interesting layer, a foundation to build everything else. Right, of. but when you start spreading conspiracy theories and getting people riled up over over rumors and bullshit, then that's where you, you got a problem. Well, there was a couple of moments in there. So, like, at one point, Q posts instructing Trump, you know, if you're hearing this, misspell a word that has yeah. the letter Q in it. And, like, a day later, he misspells acquisition or whatever he misspelled. Yeah, he does exactly. it. I could, I could have told you that was going to happen. I mean, is it a coincidence or not? But, you know, it's funny. You say, is it coincidence or not? But one of the first things that Q ever says, which becomes like a part of their thing is, there are no coincidences. Yeah, exactly. That's what he says. Yep. Or are there? Just mm. because he says there are no coincidences. But Frank, doesn't when mean there are no coincidences. When you're drinking the Kool-Aid and you're like, oh, he said there's no coincidences. And oh, then God. something oh, happens. Yeah. Once you're locked in, yeah. You're, oh, you're, there's no coincidences. Once you're, like, once you're signed in, it's over. Yeah. Once you're... Once you're once you're devoted to it and you're like, well, this has got to be the truth, then you, you'll justify anything that's said. But going back to what Frank has been fishing for for this entire time. I what know. am I fishing? What, what am I, I fishing for? What I found interesting was. Because I don't even know what I'm fishing for. No, you're like, how could people be so stupid? How could people no, blindly not, follow this thing? I'm not saying people are stupid. I'm saying gullible. But that's what I find interesting is that if it wasn't this, it would have been something else. Right or, or nothing. No, it have to be this. When you look at when you look at the people and how they reacted to all this stuff, again there would be there would be moments where it's like this guy is crazy, and this means nothing, and he's getting a lot of stuff wrong, and he doesn't have this clearance, but they're still like no, like you'll see, eventually it'll happen. It's like when I watch Democrats and Republicans argue, and they both think they're so right. <laughs> You're just looking at these people and you're going, they can't even see themselves. They can't even see what's really happening. And that's what all these people are doing. And it just, you look at it and you go, if it wasn't Q, it would have been some other some, crazy yeah. BS. Right, Janine? Do you, am I wrong? Yeah, because you could see the type of people that are so into this. And Did, this. Okay. I mean, but there are conspiracy you, theories everywhere. And every, yeah, you know, but... People get sucked into all these things. But this was I mean, more this than a conspiracy theory. This was a movement, you know? Yeah. This was a movement. Yeah, but does it mean that I feel like if this movement didn't happen, it doesn't mean a different one would have taken its place. It should mean the the people would have been going with their conspiracy theories. It doesn't mean that it would have been a huge I don't know. Uh, you know. Do you know who I every presidency has that? Do you know who I felt? By the way, you, you can watch watch the last episode. It's so worth it. You know who I felt the worst for? They were one of the first people shown. It was the Florida couple. Oh, yeah. Didn't you feel bad yeah. for them? Yeah, I did. This I couple, did. Frank, they were like, they say it in the thing. They're like, we were Democrats. Like, we voted all these years. And nothing ever happened for us. And um, they even said, like, they thought Obama was a good president. Yeah, they did. Stuff. 
And they were like, and then they, you vote, know, they voted for him. They said they voted for him and whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and they were like staunch followers of Q so much so that they were like at like the local grocery store, like handing out pamphlets and shit. Like, yeah, did you guys hear about Q? like a like a cult, like a crazy cult. Yeah. yeah it's, and it's, nobody was asking them to do it. They were just so they, they found this involved. thing they got, yeah, that they, they got, fell in love with and they. they yeah. went all in and I never I've never seen anything like it and I'll tell you what made me really feel worse they they fall off you don't see them at the end you kind of see them midway through you don't see you them don't, at the end oh, don't see them sad. at the end so I don't know whatever happened to them but you just feel so awful because they believed in this thing people, so much there are people out yeah. there just looking to be a part of something that they can relate to and when they find something that you know that they're accepted in they just join it and it's it's you know it's like it's like well anything if you become part of uh you know uh, it's like a cult you get you get sucked in yeah. because you're, yeah. you're accepted in there but as as and i feel like they were maybe a little bit more gullible than the average bear those two mm -hmm. um, yeah. i still felt bad for them but i still felt like they represented a lot of people who for yeah. years and years and years voted not just Democrat, but just voted and thought that the world was going to change this time around for them. And it never does. And I feel like that's why you get a Q movement. That's why you get a Trump yeah. or a Bernie. You know, I've talked about this a bunch. They're the same people to me that, you know, they're not the typical politician who is running right, as exactly. an outsider, blah, blah, blah. Right. That's why you start to see the AOC, right? Marie, Marjorie Green there, you start to see these people emerge. It's mm -hmm. because all these people are so disenfranchised with kind yep. of the status quo. It was really, it, um, the whole thing was really, really great. It really, really was. Um, I hear Probably could have been five episodes instead of six, but whatever. <laughs> they drag out a little bit. Janine, you got anything else to add on top of that on this one? No, I'm just, I can't wait to see the, um, the last two yeah the last one is good um and it gets into the capital and what happens yeah, that yeah. day i'm curious to see that one too that's frank and i'll tell you what you you would probably love this because a lot of like the guy with the the bear horns and everything like that the stuff that you know, all those pictures and footage that emerged of him at other meetings came from cullen yeah it, it came mm -hmm. from this documentary so you see this guy before he get like we're, the world is introduced to him as the, the guy who is on the Capitol. But you right. actually see him weeks and months earlier in this documentary, kind of right. by accident almost. It's, yeah, that's funny, right? Yeah, because nobody paid attention to him until he was uh, yeah. a nut job in the horns. It's super. I think you and your wife would actually love it. So and by the way, I think anybody, even if you're not political, this is one of the bigger movements of our time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, yeah. Um, the only thing I would find more interesting is if Q actually went out and bought a million dollar four house in Beverly Hills then I would be criticizing him too <laughs> boom uh, shameless J Sabs you watched uh, over the weekend you refused to uh, be on camera watching but you did contribute this teary <laughs> oh, man! photograph that is a cried out face yeah that is what is that the third picture I sent because I was taking them as I was going I don't know. Um, the reason I didn't tape myself, record myself, um, you hate the people, listeners. 
well, a few people <laughs> said it was very dull and up until like up until the end it was very dull. And I was like people are not going to want to watch me just sit there and like not like have any emo- you know what I mean? Like just boring. Uh, but the last 13 minutes or so, oh my god. But have you I'll tell over you it yet? No, I watched it again today and cried again and cried telling Gaetano something I read over dinner. And he's like, you know, this is not real, right? <laughs> that was a great guy impression. By the way. I'm like, this is real. To me, it's real. But it's real to me, man. Remember that wrestling there, guy hey, freaked exactly. out a couple of years ago? There's, that's really creepy, that picture. Um, yeah, it is. That's why I'm leaving it up. There's a lot of different. Okay, so first of all, they were supposed to have a like. Q and A with the cast after the episode. Wait, Q and on was in this too? That's surprising. No Q and A. Oh, um, on it? this like website dedicated to it, and guess what? It crashed. Oh, so what they had to do? They just had to like stream it from Vimeo, and um, but it wasn't up until like ten twenty, and it was supposed to start at ten o'clock. So people were pissed off about that. Um. What I didn't like was that Showtime, they will release the episodes at like 12 o'clock midnight, like so that day. So people... Uh, So by the time you get around to watching it. A lot of people watch it. uh, You know, a lot of people don't know about it, but a lot of people watched it and like started, you know, commenting and spoilers. So so that's how you... So you're saying the show premieres at nine o'clock that night, but at noon that day, it's already on the app. Uh, Midnight, yep. Wow, that's yep. that's bull. Twelve oh one. Wait, wait, so wait, wait, I, wait, wait. Twelve in the afternoon before it airs, or twelve at midnight? Oh, you mean midnight the day before? Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah, so that's... Sunday, twelve o'clock in the morning. Twelve o'clock right. in the morning, Sunday morning. Right. Okay. Wow. All right. So I didn't think that they would do that for um, this episode because obviously it's a series finale. But guess what? They did, which was like, and people were complaining about that too. Like, you got it. You got to just you know air it it's a series finale air it at 9 p.m like you know how it's been um but i didn't really i didn't really read spoilers a friend of mine watched the show and just told me i would have been by the way i would have punched that friend in the face if i went 11 goddamn years he didn't they didn't tell me they didn't tell me what happened they just i don't told me. care I, that is a, I that drives me crazy oh it was boring by the way i would have lost my shit over that yeah i was like oh that's no. some bullshit 11 yeah. years so and you get it's an hour. Just give me the hour. Just you know, g- and we'll talk. And yeah. we'll talk what was there? Hours. Yeah, exactly. So, I know you saw it. You don't got to prove it. You saw it. Name the person <laughs> who ruined this. They deserve to no. be outed. <laughs> so I, um, so of course I, okay. So a lot of people did not like the ending at all. Like a lot of people didn't. Personally, I did like it. I will say that there was you know, loose ends, which people thought that was going to happen. Um, but for me, how it ended was, was good enough. Uh, one part I did not like at all. And that's why I cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. Oh, you didn't um, like it. Cause you, it's not like you didn't like it. Cause it was not part of the story. You know, it was a bad part of the story. It was just a negative thing that happened. Yes. Like, okay. do you want to do a full, and, re- a spoiler review right now? I'll take my ear out. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Go. All, All right, you wave now, you I'm wave me back in it. when you're ready. This is everybody, this is total spoilers. Give you a it's second to pause it or fast forward it or whatever. Zoljanine. What do you want me to do? 
you give it, give the full review and then you wave us back. You give me yeah, the okay, wave back when, when we're ready to come, come back. back on. You got to tell me when you're, le you're leaving because I can only see my crying face. <laughs> oh, you can't see me. What? I'm, no. We're leaving now. Okay. All right. So here is my review. I was very upset. <laughs> um, obviously, who's watched this, you know that Frank passes on which to me i did not want him to um he's the most loved hated guy on tv and just the way he passed away was not he, out of everything he passed away alone which to me is so sad and another thing that they did was they gave him covid which like no so the night before as you see, he tried to overdose and he woke up and he was fine and he was walking around um, again with the dementia, but he was really looking for Fiona. And then he was somehow taken to the hospital and just by himself and died by himself, which to me is so sad. I just wish that they would have had the cast come and like his, his, kids come and just like talk about him if if he was gonna die personally i would have made him come clean and be fine but obviously not everything could be happy like that so um yeah i mean for me that was the only part a lot of people didn't like that they didn't really talk much about the other kids like you know an end an end game for them which to me that was okay but frank's to me was just the saddest thing so that's it Okay, guys, I'm ready. And we're back. And I didn't cry. I was surprised. I was like, oh, my God, am I going to cry? I feel a little bit. I feel a no. little bit. So what, you were pretty blown away by the second to last episode. Was, it, was that one better than the finale, or was the finale better than that one? Ooh. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, that was really good, but the finale, I think, was... Was the best that for was me. The best one. Okay. All yeah. right. Did you give it an overall grade? I didn't give it an overall grade. I can if you want me to. Yeah, I would love it. I would say seven point nine out of ten. Okay, that's pretty high. Where does it's it fare? Where does it fare with Sopranos and Breaking Bad and all the other ones you've always loved? Uh my my favorite one is Six Feet Under and Six Feet Under. Yeah, it's just below six feet under. So number two. Second place. Yeah. Not bad. I just, just a lot of, there's a lot of articles that I probably read at least 10, 15 articles today about the ending of Shameless. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, a lot of people were not happy, but. Well, a lot of people said that about The Sopranos too, and I still think yeah, that it's was true. a great ending. I mean, right. And, and so I, when I read it, I was like, oh wait, I actually do like the ending. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Just one part. That's it. But I love how a show like I had this with um, with Succession on HBO. I, I watched the first two seasons. My wife and I, we ran through the first two seasons and I found myself then like just like with this. There's got to be a name for it. Like his hangover is not a great name, but like you finish the series and then like 
you watch like the featurette on it and then you watch the the interview on it and then you're addicted yeah. to it and then all of a sudden like oh yeah i'm addicted to it and, th- and this is why podcasts are blowing up to a degree too because i was like there's a succession podcast where they just talk to each cast member i fuck, i ran through like six of those you know and i'm just like i can't get enough of oh, this yeah, I show watched, i watched the the um the q a last night too and i watched some of it today because i missed like the first 20 minutes but um i don't know it just seemed like because it here's the thing with like tv series that run so long versus like a movie it's just a different feeling like as a cast you could just tell like i've watched interviews with movies and tv series and this this seems to be like one of the tightest cast i'd say yeah. they they've been together 10 years i mean like two of the kids that started on they started on it when they were nine years old and now they're 19 20 years old you know it's so it's a big I chunk of it. their life yeah yeah exactly so and you watch them too as as they grow up too i guess maybe that's why it's like a little harder for me too because i'm like this is probably like the first one that i really watched and i was very into it you've never seen it right no i've never seen it you have i think you have to watch it because it's re- it's just really good well usually i never took your recommendations because they were mostly shit but you were right about the cute on things so boom i might have to watch this one too and uh william h macy oh my god he is such a good guy he really is he's like i want to be friends with him i can't his performance in boogie nights i still i still can't get over (laughs) how good he was in that well then you then you would love he's a good and you know what he's a genuinely nice person like he really is um all the cast last night just talked about like how what, what a nice true genuine guy he is like they didn't have to say that and it's not the first time i've heard that about him either but he's just so i don't know and then he's humble too and he wrote a letter to like the fans today oh my god of course i cried <laughs> of course i was like oh god can we just be friends can we just be f- can i just like hang out with you and felicity for like one day you and felicity That's okay funny. never saw an found- episode of that either oh i did um, then I found out that um, his daughter actually played in this in this series finale, like one scene, and I didn't know that. And then, of course, I cried again. I'm like, what is like, what is wrong with me? Because <laughs> you can't get enough. I after I can't after, get enough. Yeah, right. After the Snyder cut came out, I literally watched every single Zack Snyder uh, interview. I watched no, every. Really? In, there's no That's more interviews to watch. Some of them were so good. Some of them were just absolute re i've heard all the information already yeah. i still watched the entire thing i couldn't get enough i was so yeah. relieved yeah, to be me. done with the movie i was like ah, i can't I gotta go to bed now i can't <laughs> you're like enough of this it's just <laughs> I, well actually um i read some really good interviews today with the um producer of the show and he was like talking about like alternate endings and stuff and what i found interesting was he wrote he had to rewrite the season because of covid because so, of the impact it would have on the character's world or because of them just filming? Um, both. Okay. But it, it just, I don't know. He, he's, he's a good guy, too. And he wrote um, West Wing and ER. So he's, he's used to long series, too. But Wait, this isn't Sorkin. It's no, it's John Wells. Okay. 
Because I was saying Sorkin, well, Sorkin created West Wing. I guess maybe he wrote a couple yeah. episodes. Yeah. Okay. Just, just, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, of course, now watch it I when like. Oh yeah, of course I am. I'm like, um, Gatani, you want to go play your game? Okay, I'll stay. I don't know if you were paying attention, Frank, but during the BLM segment, she wasn't. She, I thought she was watching it during that. Yeah. Oh, well, now been. I want to. I want to rewatch the series again. I do. The whole series. It's a good. I'm telling you, it's good. Hey, are you crying? I love it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you felt. I thought you were getting a little choked up there for a second. <laughs> Chubbed up or choked up? Well, either way. Both. Either way is a good Saturday night for you, Janine, right? <laughs> right. Nice. All right. Uh, All right. So silver medal for Shameless, 7.9 on the 10 scale. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. And Frank, what would you give um, Snyder Cut? Oh, excuse me. On a, on a 1 to 10? Uh, 8.2. Hmm. Hmm. Can I change mine to 8.5? Solid B minus. (laughs) Oh, man, that was an A. Come on. No, there are A's, and then you can't give everything an A. The dream sequence at the end? What did you think about the dream sequence at the end? You didn't love that? I don't even remember the dream sequence at the end. When they're kind of like in the desert? Hmm. Did I not see that? Was it after the credits? No, it was See, just. I like don't a... remember a dream sequence at the end. When they're walking around, it's like a desert. Everything is windy and sandy. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Yes, that was cool. Um, I liked that. I enjoyed that. Um, I, have to I see. But for me, it was one the one actor who was in it in that scene, one of the actors who's in that scene. It just kind of hammed it up a little, and didn't, I wasn't buying it. Who? I think you know you know who I'm talking about. Leto. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great, but it was it was still good. I like the idea of it. I like you know, but his dumb laugh kind of took me right out of it. I wasn't at the last. All right, we could talk about this for hours. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, anything else? Just that. Like in general. Mm-hmm. In general. I got my. Va- uh, Shot one of the vaccine. Nice. Yeah, now, how do you feel being tracked now? Mm-hmm. And I want to know: Did you get Same it today? As I was, uh, yesterday. No um, reaction to it. Nope. First shot. All it was uh, a little sore in the spot where they got you know. Where Wait, did you say reaction or erection? I couldn't hear you. Kind of blipped out there. For I got second. both. That, that was the reaction. That would have been hysterical <laughs> if you said to the person giving you the shot. Am I supposed to be this hard right now? That would be. Well, that's where they. That's where yeah. they give you the shot. Oh that my god! If I had a penis, old. I would totally say that. That would be even funnier if Janine said it. Actually. <laughs> Tell Janine, you. if you do get the thing, you have to film yourself going. Am I supposed to be this hard right now? That would be so funny to me. I'm sure that they'll they'll be fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. They they couldn't have been nicer. I have to say, everybody was super nice, super professional, and you know, right this way, everything's you know, everybody was very helpful. And you know, did you they give to hand jobs too? Oh. Uh, not that I saw, but uh, you know. Oh, my friend got one. Oh yeah. Oh good. Yeah. By the way, I've been trying to figure out friend, where. I mean father. I've been trying to figure out where to get my shot. So Janine, if you could text me where your friend got his. 
That'd be great. <laughs> I said point. it was my father. <laughs> oh. But no, it was a great, you know, we were in and out in half an hour because we both got That's it, what she wife, said. My wife and I. Right. Did she get any reaction to it? No, same, just soreness in the arm a little bit mm. by the, in the muscle. They go right in your muscle, so right in the shoulder. Yep. But uh, oh. yeah, no. I know I got a tattoo on my eye last week. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. This probably hurt way, 10 times worse, but I'm you know. sure it did. I'm starting I'm sure to flake. I'm starting to flake. Gross. Um, mm-hmm. shout, I want to just give a quick shout out to uh, my uncle, Uncle Jamie. He actually went ahead and purchased a shirt out of the merch <gasps> store, which is which very one? kind. Hey, Uncle Jamie. Very, very kind. I which like one? how Janine is like, I hope he purchased one of my shirts. I really hope he did. <laughs> actually, this is technically yours. I think you inspired this shirt. Um, but he, and this is going to really, this is for the Q people out there, because this is, because now that Frank's being controlled by Bill Gates, um, oh, yeah. this is even more weird. I'm, I'm tired of doing my own stuff. Let someone else control me. That's fine. I don't know if it's going to show up the right way because everything is reversed. So it might show up the proper way, but when you he bought the not now shirt. Oh. But when yeah. you when you reverse oh. it and I don't know if it's, it's going to Yeah. Yeah. Secret message. Yeah. He he's in QAnon. Thanks. Yeah. You never you never knew that that wonton and not now are Whatever that's called. No, I didn't know we were selling secret cryptic shirts. Well, talk to Janine. She came up with it. Did she? Where did did that come from? Not now. Did she? Or did Wonton come up with it? Right. Dun, dun, dun. (gasps) (laughs) Well, thank you, Uncle Jamie. Thank you, Uncle Jamie. Yeah, thank you, Uncle Jamie. Appreciate that. Uncle Robert also purchased a shirt, too, so... He oh, gets, which one? Same one or he gets some credit. No, he got the uh he bought a show me potato salad shirt, which happens to be nice. my favorite. Uncle Robert. Yeah. Love you guys. Shout out. And then and then bought the shirt and then proceeded to ask me what it meant. <laughs> which Thanks. I loved. I just loved that that by the well, way. Like, you don't know what it means? So now please. that I think about it, show me potato salad is kind of like our own little cue message. <laughs> Doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> I mean I, like I know where I know where it originated from, but yeah, I won't reveal. It's unfortunate that Q stopped dropping messages because I'd love to snuck a show me potato salad in there. That would have been yeah. really good for the podcast. Oh, that would have that would have wow. been like a, a huge story. It would have predicted something. I'm actually going to tweet that right now. Go for it. <laughs> I'm going to tweet show me potato salad. I'm going to sign it. Q. Go for it, man. I wish I had a burner account. Hey, this is probably a secret <laughs> message too. Tabasco, but it's backwards. Oxabat. I suck cock. Oh, oh, that's oh not what it dear says. lord. That's not good. That's not <laughs> my what goodness. It says. On that that's note. what you like. Uh, yeah, on that note. All right. Bye, Ant. Anthony's, Anthony's busy, busy <laughs> tweeting. We tweeting can say anything right now. He's not really listening to us. This is one of those moments. No, Q is telling him what to. Look, I'm taking I'm shutting off my light. All right, appreciate oh, you guys. Uh, by the way, be as cool as Uncle Jamie and Uncle Robert, for the love yes. of God. Go to shopanthonyair.com. Like, if, like if you like me, yeah, buy one. Yeah. By the way, Janine, how how great do you feel that it was one of your shirts? You feel you feel I like mean, the winner right now. I I do. I have a little boner. <laughs> this is picking you up from the shameless depression. It's a, it is a little bit. Yeah. 
That's nice. That's sweet. Nah, That's really. nice. So shopanthonyonair.com <laughs> to get the shirts. Uh, link in the description below to buy some Hero Soap from our pals over at Hero Soap Company. Appreciate you guys watching and or listening so much. Um, oh, let's drop a bomb right now. What the bomb? The 420 show has been solidified, meaning you tune in here live on 420 and we are going to do an actual 420 show. And you may be thinking to yourself, why is it solidified? Well, because we got the the supplies we needed <laughs> to do the show. So uh, tune in 420. We'll have more details for you, but a little bit of a little bit of a exclusive towards the end of this program. 420 show is happening for sure on 420. So stay tuned for that. Correct.